So in my opinion, based on uh, all of the readings that I've done and the classes I've taught over the years, I believe that we all have three life patterns that we are here to experience. And each lifetime, we have a different pattern. And there's a little bit of a combo. And there's an overlap. It's not just a, oh, it's one, not two, not three kind of thing. These can overlap at different times. But in general, we have one theme that we're working on. And out of those three larger themes, those larger themes are love and relationships, money and career, or health. So those are the three. Health, money and career, and love and relationships. So what that means is that normally you are going to have a challenge in one of those areas. It may look different at different times, you know, different nuances with the different people and situations that you're in. But overall, you're going to work one major life theme or pattern in this lifetime. So some examples would be something like someone who has the most amazing relationships, friends, contacts, amazing person. Everybody likes this person, but they just can't get ahead in life financially. They can't keep a career or they have dreams that they want to pursue, like their own businesses and things like that, that they never follow through with. Money slips through their hands or maybe um, they make a lot of money and then they lose a lot of money. Like somebody that is a gambler probably has career money as part of their pattern. On the other hand, if there's someone that has major health issues throughout their lives and they learn about themselves through these issues they're dealing with because of their health, that would be someone who has health for their life pattern. So if you know someone that um, has, maybe they were born with something and they have like cystic fibrosis or something and they have to deal with that for their whole life. Well, that would be someone where health is their theme. Or if there's someone who maybe had, I don't know, let's say like childhood leukemia and then they went in remission and then later in life um, they had some diabetes or something like that and there was like these reoccurring health things. Now, and then it would be the same thing with like relationships and love, right? They can never keep a relationship. They uh, they jump from one person to another or everybody they love leaves them. That would be part of that kind of pattern. Now, it's not your whole life, but it's how you identify your life and how you identify with these patterns. That's where it really shows you which pattern is the strongest one in your life. So could it be that for people who have health as their major um, learning lesson in this lifetime, could it be that they don't let go of these identities as they shift and change throughout their lives and so they're constantly sick? It could be that. It could be that they hold all of that in. But the, um, the lesson there wouldn't be that they're always sick. It would be that they hold on to things. Um, so those are the three main patterns that I've seen in life. I can always categorize someone as soon as I get on the phone with them. I can categorize that, oh, okay, 
this person is dealing with a major health crisis and um, they've had health crises their whole life, so that's how they learn about themselves. That's how the lessons are brought to them to see them, themselves clearly. If your life pattern here is on relationships, uh, this is what I wrote about relationships, meaning family relationships, societal relationships, romantic relationships. So this can be friendships, it can be lovers, it can be family dynamics, anything to do with relationships. If that's um, your pattern of how you grow and learn about yourself, this is what it looks like. When we have relationships as our focus to learn about ourselves, it may show up in different ways depending on what we need to see about ourselves. We may have entered this life to learn about our boundaries with other people, to fully accept that no one is more or less important than we are, maybe to understand the role of power, control, love, and forgiveness. We learn that we must see self before we can see others. We must love self before we can love others. We learn that we must detach from others to release control and to attain honesty. These experiences will show up in our relations of family, romance, and society. With family, it may have begun with your parents and siblings. Life with them was not fair. Perhaps you were ignored or abused or had parental responsibilities too young. Throughout your life, you've been plagued with unfair circumstances regarding family members. And as you age, the family members became your children. Whatever you did not release from your family of origin has now transferred to your own family and the issues there are the same as the issues you grew up with. Once you understand those issues and begin to release patterns, you will heal the past, present, and future. Blood is not thicker than self-worth self-esteem, or self-love. So that's how it would show up in your family as a pattern.
take a moment and think about that. Um, maybe, you know, which one of these areas has affected you the most, most in your life? Has illness really affected you? Or maybe it's, um, it's codependence and taking care of other people or deferring your needs to, uh, for other people, putting your, your thoughts and dreams on hold for other people. Or it could be money, you know, maybe feeling that you never have enough. Or maybe you being controlled by someone else's money. Um, all of those are patterns to look at for how you can identify this. And maybe think about in order, you know, what were these patterns? Was it that the pattern that ruled your life the most was health? And then lesser patterns or relationships and money? Or maybe it was money and then sometimes health and relationships. You know, we always have these things that we have to deal with in life to learn about ourselves. But if we know this main pattern, it sure does help. So think about maybe how this pattern showed up for you in childhood. You know, let's take an example of money and career. Maybe you grew up in a household where your parents were poor, or maybe your dad um, couldn't keep a job, or maybe your mom gambled money away or had an addiction. And so money was always scarce, or maybe there was a lot of money and then there was no money. Or maybe you were taught that rich people were evil. <laughs> you know, you don't have money or, or evil people have money or uh, any of those things. You know, maybe you were taught that money is about control. And so if you inherit a lot of money, be careful who dates you or who wants to be with you. Um, or maybe using your money to control someone that you feel is less than you. I mean, there's so many different facets to this, but um, that's how one with money would play out. So in the childhood, you would get messages from your parents around money and how that relates to their identity and to your identity also. And then in your teenage years, it would also play out. Maybe you had to get a job really young and all your money went to your family. And so you weren't used to keeping money for yourself and rewarding yourself for your hard work. Um, you know, there's different ways it could show up as a teenager. Or maybe you always had the money that your friends didn't have as a teenager and you felt like other teenagers used you for your money and your things that they couldn't have because maybe your family was more wealthy. You know, and then again, as an adult, these patterns are going to play themselves out throughout your life if money is your pattern. So think about those kinds of things. You know, what's your pattern and how did it play out in childhood, in your teenage years, and now in your adult years? Um, you can also think about different specific circumstances that are examples on how money played out for you. Um, and it could also be maybe money is a secondary theme for you and um, relationships and romance and love and all of that were was number one, but then money fed into those relationships as like a second life pattern. So what that would mean would be like maybe, um, maybe as a child you were taught 
that you should be taken care of in life, that you don't really need to work and you don't need to get out there. You, you, you're you're wonderful and amazing and you should be spoiled and taken care of and find a, a good person that has a great income so they can take care of you, right? So um, because those were the messages as a child, then you may seek relationships with people who have more money than you, but then you give them your power because you want to be taken care of because of those are the messages you received in childhood that you internalized. Does that make sense? I know I'm kind of, I don't know, talking about a lot of different things in these patterns, but we're complicated human beings, as I always say. And you know, we have so much to break down and excavate and evaluate when we're on these paths of self-growth. And so I always try to throw out new things for you to think about, um, to consider in your life path so that you have tools in your toolbox to help you grow and evolve as a human. And that is our purpose here, in my, my opinion, our purpose here as souls is to raise our vibration so we can evolve to a higher frequency. And that's our main focus here uh, as souls. And so I try to give you tips and tools and pointers on ways that you can create awareness to evolve to your next frequency. When you experience these patterns, um, ask yourself, what have I learned about myself through this pattern? You know, it's in my life. What, what did I learn about myself through it? And then the last question would be, what do I still need to learn about this and how it affects me to have complete acceptance and peace? That's the thing that you've come here to look at, understand, and transcend so that you can evolve and let go of it. Whether it shows up in your relationships, money, or in health. Okay? Is, is it all starting to come together? <laughs> I hope it's all starting to come together for you. So many times we don't think about these things until they're happening. And then when these circumstances start coming back, you can be like, dang it, okay, I get my issue's money, and this time I'm not going to let it consume me. I'm not going to stay up all night worrying about money. I'm not going to freak out when an unexpected bill comes. You know, I'm not going to do these things anymore so that money or the lack of money or not losing my money is my entire identity, and it drives me through life. You know, just a little hint, these three areas should be equally balanced in your life. You should give energy to all three of these patterns at different times in your life so that one will rise up as the other two go down and then another one comes. And you'll be able to do that once you face the main one. Then you'll be able to alternate your energy and balance it through the other areas as well as situations come up. And then eventually... You'll be the magician and you'll be the one controlling all of this because you'll control your response to when issues happen in these three different areas. Okay? That's why we're doing all of this.
spoon. My suggestion is to get a pen and paper and if you know what your pattern is or you know what you're struggling with right now, um, you know it's affecting you, what is affecting you, and you know it's bothering you, you know it's stressing what is stressing you out, any of that, okay? Get a piece of paper down and it piece of paper together and write down I release and then make a list of the things that you are releasing right now. So it could be things like I release um, the need to control others or the need to micromanage others. Um, I release the need to prove myself, to convince people that I know what I'm talking about. Um, I release any and all sickness in my body. I release all patterns that are holding me back from happiness. I release all patterns that are limiting my income. I release all patterns that are stopping me from loving with my whole heart. I release any patterns that limit my beliefs in myself and in the universe. I let go of any blocks that I'm having in my spiritual development. Any blocks I'm experiencing in communicating with my guides and loved ones. Um, I'm just giving you guys examples. <laughs> Trying to think of, of how many examples and good examples to to use to help you out with this. Um, I let go of anything that is keeping me from my spiritual development, from focusing on my soul's evolving, soul's evolution, I guess is the right word. I let go of anything that is stopping me from achieving my soul's evolution or that is limiting me from the next frequency. I release anything that is blinding me from seeing the truth about myself or others. You know, th those are the kind of words to use in this list. Release. Let go. That's what this is all about right now. When you write all of this down um, tonight, your intentions of release, then put them under a candle and light the candle. You know, read all of these um, intentions out loud and then light the candle and see all of the energy from these things that you wrote down going up into the universe 
and um, being released out of your life. And you can just imagine them leaving your body. You can also bury the ashes um, outside in a sacred place. Um, I always like to bury them in the same place in a little crystal grid outside, but um, we can talk about crystal grids and um, places like that in another call too. So yeah, it's always good to um, either place it under the candle and then bury it, or you can burn it in the candle flame. If you live in a place where you can burn the paper in the candle flame, you can do that and put the ashes and bury them too, or you can just bury the paper as well. Either way, I like to rip it up first and then bury it like it's out to the universe. So.
So I also want to share that um, the tarot card that is most related to the planet of Saturn is the devil card. Now, this is my devil card from my steampunk pack, which is um, one of my favorite packs because of the beautiful artwork and coloring on it. I'm trying to get it without the glare. So what you can see in this steampunk card, I'm going to do it like that so you can see it a little better. Um, in this steampunk, the devil is a machine that a man feeds. And the machine, <laughs> the machine has gotten out of control and is taking over his life, and yet he keeps feeding it. And I love this description of, um, of the devil card because that is exactly what the devil card is about. It's when we have something that we really love and we really enjoy, but then it begins to take over our whole life. And it becomes an obsession sometimes. And it becomes such a focus that it becomes our own identity and we can no longer see it separate from us. A good example of this is a workaholic. Um, say they love work, they're passionate about their work, but then the work takes over their whole life. And so maybe they end up like getting divorced or their relationship with their kids is distant or they've ruined their health because work, work, work is everything to them. It is their entire identity. It's how they get their value out of life. And so that would be indicative of the devil card because work has become an obsession for them and has taken over their identity.
you know, I can just see in patterns with my clients that when things are going great, they really work on their spirituality and their self-development, right? Oh, I got some free time, you know. No, I'm not in the middle of any crisis right now, so... I'm going to work on this whole spiritual thing. I'm going to meditate, and I'm going to create a sanctuary in my home and really focus on this stuff, you know? And as I said in one of my other calls, you know, when the crisis comes out, then I'll whew, drop all this. I, I'll get back to this when I'm finished dealing with what I'm dealing with. Where whatever they're dealing with is the perfect message for what they're supposed to work on at that time. And if they can just step back a little bit and look at that, then they know where their next step in their soul's evolution lies. It's right there. It's right in that thing that's bothering you. It's right there. And it's coming up so you can acknowledge it, release it, and transcend it, never have to deal with it again in that way, and bump up a frequency. That's, that's why... All this stuff happens to us in life so we can transcend it. You know, as complicated human beings, there are no easy answers. Everything's complex. But we're given clues on where our soul needs to evolve by these crises that we have. Right? So be one of those people that's right on top of it and so when it comes up, you're like, oh, yeah, this feels horrible. But gosh, am I learning a lot about myself, right? <laughs> uh, you know, be that person. Transcend it. Become the next evolution of human. And that's how you do it. One day at a time, one step at a time, one crisis at a time. And, you know, it's, it's my belief system, and you have yours. Um, but I believe that, yes, you can go and do an amazing spiritual retreat, and, yes, you can do ayahuasca 20 times a year if you want. But the real magic happens every single day by how you react to your life and how you transcend your circumstances so that you evolve toward peace in all aspects of your life. And so there's nothing out there that someone does that can disrupt your peace because you have a greater understanding of life and of why we're here and of why you're here. I think that's how it all works. And so... Um, I'm just offering the tools and resources that have helped me in hopes that it will help you in your own evolution as well.
So I've, I've had a really bad cold this whole week, and it didn't get, you know, it didn't turn into bronchitis and all of this stuff, but I was expecting to get sick with, and this is gross, okay, but with a lot of phlegm, a lot of snot, which I hate, a lot of drainage, let's call it that. Um, I knew I would get sick and have a lot of drainage sometime in the next month. And the way I knew that is because I went through this huge change back in March and April, you know, where I closed the Dream Angel store. So that was a huge part of my identity for 13 years, and then it was gone, okay? So I knew that something would be coming my way, some kind of cold or um, it was something that I had to deal with, and I was just hoping that it wouldn't be too bad. And so I loaded up on the elderberry, which I think is just a miracle, and, of course, the airborne and the emergency and, you know, the vitamin C and all of that, um, so it wouldn't get too bad. But the reason I knew that I was going to have some kind of sickness with all this drainage is because, um, how do you say it? So the cells in my body that were identified and associated with how I um, saw myself and my life, those cells needed to leave because they weren't part of my identity anymore. So if, if my identity is that I own this retail store, this metaphysical store, and that's my identity, I have um, cells in my body that are all being created during the time that I have that identity. So when I let go of that identity and I shift and I start shifting into a new identity, those cells need to leave my body. I want them to leave my body. So I knew that I was going to be sick, right, with a lot of drainage. I, I knew it because that was I, I wanted all of that that no longer serves me to leave my body. So I drank tons of juice and and tea and uh, water and anything I could to get those cells out of my body because if I don't get them out of my body, they can manifest into something else somewhere in my body, you know, wherever wherever my weakness is, whatever weakness my body's having at that time, those cells could all um, coagulate in that area and cause disease, um, especially if I wasn't willing to let go of that identity. So that's one thing that I've learned in my life is that when I'm going through a major shift or change and my identity is changing and I'm letting go of a part of me which I created consciously and then I'm consciously releasing that part of me, I want those cells to go too. I don't want to hold on to that any longer. I don't want to um, get stuck in an identity that's from my past. And so, um, for me, I, I knew this was coming. I didn't know when. And um, unfortunately, it came while we had company in town for the whole week. But, uh, but I knew it was coming, and I welcomed it. And so I'm on the tail end of it, probably just a few more days of it, to just get the rest of these cells out. And so I meditate, and I uh, imagine that these cells are all leaving, and I'm sending them along with gratitude, with grace and light, and I'm so grateful for all of the things that were brought to me while I held that identity, but I no longer hold it, so I'm releasing it for something new to come in. 
Does that make sense? Um, I hope so.